Hello everyone, this is Father Michael Tischel. And this is Strathi Papagiorgiou. And we are... An, an Imperfect, Imperfect Podcast. Podcast. Bing! Was that off enough? <laughs> Cue music. So, how you doing? You know, it's been a little while. <laughs> it has been a little while. Tell me about your. I'm staring uh, at you, and I, I'm I'm having a very hard time not looking at your shirt, <laughs> especially on this Wednesday, which is a fast day, and you're wearing a shirt with a tasty burger on it and a, a hamburger just kind of like radiating with you know this, this uh, <laughs> sort of semi divine I... light. I semi divine. <laughs> I wear things, and I just assume they're not inappropriate. No, I, I don't. No, no. What I mean is, I don't really pay attention to what I wear. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't. You know, I never thought about that. It's you know, this is. A you, didn't, you didn't spend hours selecting your seconds, wardrobe this morning. Seconds, milliseconds. Yeah. Well, that's uh, you know, better is one day in the wardrobe than yeah. A oh no, um, I've been told I'm I'm a great you know roommate on trips and stuff yeah i only spend like 15 minutes in the shower yeah you know go in there shower brush teeth 15 yeah. minutes 15, 10 minutes boom bada bing bada boom yeah efficiency efficiency that's good i don't just sit under the contemplate reality under the shower head no we got we got to see things places uh, to go people yeah. to see yeah absolutely so yeah tasty burger tasty burger it's a good place it was given to me by a friend really yeah have you ever been to the actual establishment no. oh it's worth it is it California, ah. yeah, probably other places, but I've been there in California, and it is they've got some tasty mm. burgers. I've never been to the uh, West Coast, far west. Yeah, I've been to like Arizona. Yeah, okay. that, that's that's that counts. Yeah, but I haven't been to like you know the yeah. coast. Okay, yeah, it's mm -hmm. beautiful. Mm, and yeah, I mean, it depends on where you go, but sure. Yeah, I've been told it has a lot of the uh, <coughs> same uh, the climate as Cyprus. Mm. Yeah, like kind of a dry yes heat. Yeah, although. It depends on where you go in Cyprus. Sure. The coast can be kind of... Wet. Yeah. <laughs> Wet. Moist. <laughs> Considering it's water. Right. Um, yeah. So how, tell me, what, what have you been up to? Yeah, thank you. Um, yeah, thank you. Um, well, let's see. We've uh, we've had a, a busy little last month here. More. Yeah. yeah. Um, so uh, I went to Greece. Mm. Um, I think we, we recorded a podcast right before... I left, mm -hmm. um, and I was there for uh, a little over a week. I was in Thessaloniki, um, was able to do some research there at the uh, School of Theology at Aristotle University, uh, meet with some professors and do some uh, some research, and uh, got to venerate a lot of the holy sites mm. there, which was beautiful. Uh, what, what is your... Uh, I already know, obviously, but what is your dissertation or your uh, degree on? Um, oh, yeah. More? Well, it's on... Uh, it's on food science, actually. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, oh, I, yeah. study, I study my food and then I eat it. <laughs> I try not to think about it. Yeah, that's you know, good. I that's probably better. Eat, just eat. Which, yeah. Kind of shove it in No, there. but what, yeah. what are you actually, yeah. if it's not a secret? It's not a secret. Um, I am studying, uh, well, theology, mm -hmm. generally. Right. A little more specifically, dogmatics. Mm-hmm. And then even more specifically, I have been um, 
recently looking at the writings of St. John Chrysostom, mm-hmm. uh, in particular his um, treatment of this concept of exephnis, um, which is a term that uh, kind of packs a punch uh, and has a long uh, standing tradition both within the ancient Greek philosophical um, uh, writings of Plato yeah. and Aristotle, and then also um, in the uh, Christian, um, Judeo-Christian tradition, mm-hmm. starting from the Old Testament, actually, um, the, mm. the way that the Septuagint translates mm-hmm. the Hebrew word pitom is exephnis, um, and it's, uh, it's a word that's uh, kind of uh, surprising in the sense that um, it, uh, well, it denotes uh, moments of surprise um, in the Old Testament um, and in pre-Socratic um, ancient Greek writings. It's primarily used in negative circumstances. So uh, when an unexpected and sudden um, fire breaks out in, uh, in Homer's um, Odyssey, um, the word exephnis appears um, in the Old Testament when um, you know, there are unexpected, mm-hmm. tragic events and occurrences um, uh, when people, entire people groups are wiped out. Oftentimes, exephnis will appear. Mm-hmm. But uh, it takes a shift, um, and the word kind of um, is transformed um, towards the end. Well, uh, and in the book of Malachi in the Old Testament, where the Lord enters into the temple suddenly um, in a very positive way. And then also with the um, starting with the uh, writings of Plato, um, he uses it primarily in a in a positive and kind of mystical manner um, to discuss this kind of sudden revelation of the good or the true or the beautiful at the end of a long and extended journey. So mm. to make a long story short, I'm looking at this notion of, well, really surprise um, in the writings of St. John Chrysostom, so mm. a theology of surprise. Yeah, we haven't really talked about what you were, um, yeah, and what you are doing, yeah, with, with in regard to that. And then you yes. got sick, and then I got sick. Surprise! <laughs> I was not expecting that. <laughs> in Greek, xafnika. Xafnika, exactly. Suddenly, right? Which it's definitely a related uh, term. Indeed. I got home on the eve of the feast of Saint Demetrius, and then that morning of uh, the twenty sixth, um, we were serving liturgy, and from like Orthros. All the way up through through liturgy, I started feeling myself getting more and more sick. <laughs> oh man! And then I, I went home and I was just kind of toast. I had a really bad sinus, um, kind of uh, cold. And then I kind of spent the next week um, fighting my way through that, and uh, thought I was getting a lot better. My parents came to visit, and then um, and then uh, the next Saturday morning, I woke up with like chills and like a really bad fever. Mm. Um, and ended up getting uh, a whole nother bug right. from my son, which was uh, essentially a, an adult version of hand, foot, and mouth yeah. disease, uh, which was very fun. Uh-huh. And I'm now uh, <laughs> cured, and so I'm grateful to be in the land of the living. Not gonna lie, I'm feeling a little sick just something. hearing about no, it. No, no, on my way here. Oh no, something started to feel off, oh. and I went right back in the house and took a multivitamin. Yeah, that's <laughs> glad you did that. Like I was like, oh. Not gonna. No. Not gonna let this happen. No. Exactly. <laughs> you know. Um, Say no to. I'm gonna your be drinking water. Yes, a lot of water. A lot of water. So. Anyway. Yeah. Parastika. Suddenly, suddenly. Suddenly. Surprisingly, if yeah. By the way. Um, yeah. Suddenly, I. Uh, right. Um, so this episode, we decided to talk about 
surprise. Right. And um, as we tend to do, as uh, the pattern of our, of our, you know, our show here, uh, is we usually talk about the basic level of yep. what a surprise is. Yeah. Which we kind of have. Well, I mean, even just etymologically speaking, I, right. mean, I don't know the etymology of the word surprise, but it does have a very, you know, like the the term onomatopoeia, where it's like if it's Latin, it uh, it might be, yeah. Um, it sounds like what it is, you know. So like, yeah. you know, so yeah. like a rushing rent. Surprise! Yeah, yeah, it kind of has like this like surprise, you know. It's like <laughs> it's like this like lead up where it's like surprise, you know, and it just like pops out of nowhere, right? So even the word itself, it's kind of like, you know, it's like. Well, we had this, this beautiful moment when we went to uh, somebody's house and your son was there. Uh-huh. Remember? And it was kind of. I mean, I remember going to a house at one point and my son <laughs> being there. but. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, were, we were all came. Yes. And uh, he started yelling, surprise. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes, exactly. That was one of the cutest moments. Yeah, well. He was very excited. Kids have a way of doing that. But... Um, yeah, so that's I mean, what is what is a surprise? Like what yeah. what what's that actual like experience or phenomenon like? It's usually something you don't ex- don't expect. Don't expect. So you have a certain maybe conscious or even subconscious expectation, expectation. about how things are going to go. Right. And things go differently. Very non-linear. Like it's like right. you're you're going in this one trajectory, and you think you're heading in one direction and something comes out of right. totally out of nowhere yeah. to hit you yeah. on the head and knock surprise. you out and Render you unconscious, oh, and then you end up in the hospital in a coma. No, <laughs> I mean that ca- could happen. <laughs> that's the catastrophic. That, that could happen. Um, surprise that we don't want. But, uh, so, yeah, so surprise. <laughs> that was a surprise that you were not expecting. I wasn't expecting it to I go that either. way. I wasn't either. So, so sometimes we surprise ourselves. So, so we surprise ourselves. Well, okay, so something unexpected. Um, it's it's unexpected in the sense that we have this yeah we have this sense of where we're going and it and it takes us in a very different direction. In what other ways is it like what are there any other elements to a surprise like from just like an experiential perspective like um, well it can it, I mean I I think of surprise I guess usually we think of it in this context right now the way my brain is going I, I was originally thinking of it as in a, in a, in a a positive yeah you know what a surprise yeah but then now that we right it's not necessarily not necessarily positive you know not necessarily a positive it could be an unwelcome surprise unwelcome right so you so unexpected expectation is a little bit more neutral than welcome Mm -hmm. right so unexpected it could be negatively unexpected or positively unexpected whereas unwelcomed it's pretty clear that you don't want it right undesired unwelcomed which it could still surprise Surprise right when you're not expecting it. Yep. Because um, you could be expecting the worst, right? And uh, something could surprise you yeah. in a good way, or you could be have that sense of expectation, like a very kind of like positive charged sense of expectation, and then nothing. And, it's, and you're surprised by the fact that nothing happens. Speaking of the word surprise, I would recommend a great book called Surprise by Christ. Mm, yes. I forgot the name of the author. Father James Bernstein. Okay, perfect. <laughs> um, it is an excellent book. Never read it, but... <laughs> <laughs> it's, an it's here, yes. It's in our library. It's, we're in a library right now, by the way, people. Yes. Um, Which is why we're speaking so loudly. <laughs> but no, one's, no one else is in here. Cypress so. and Hades. 
there you yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Um, it's in here somewhere. I have seen it. Yes. Surprisingly, uh, we cannot find it. <laughs> it, is a, it, is, it is a great book. Um, I'll just quick. Yeah. Why don't you just spoil all the surprises of the book? He's, Go ahead. No, he's, please. He's a Jew who becomes a Christian. Yeah. Well, spoiler and alert. <laughs> I feel bad now. I don't, maybe I shouldn't tell it. Should no, I? No, no, no. You should tell it. Should I? Yeah. Because it's a lot to the book. It's, it's, I mean, the title sort of gives it away. Oh, yeah. He basically prays, I'll sum up the point, that part of the book that is surprised by Christ. The, the book is big. I mean, it's... It's a fairly large. Yeah, it's a, it's a decently large book, and it's not really just about his life experience. It's, it actually goes into a very theological. Some people, I remember we were doing a book club, and some people didn't like it because it was too theological. Okay. I I would argue that it's brilliant. Mm -hmm. You know, I learned so much about Christian history and theology through that book. Nice. Um, yeah. Uh, but but the the part where it's um about. So being surprised by Christ yeah. was that, so he was raised Jewish in the United States, um, probably New York, I don't mm -hmm. remember, and uh, his and he was starting to veer to well. He prays essentially because he felt an emptiness, whenever mm. he prayed, mm -hmm. and he prays and prays and prays, and what he found was Christ. Mm kind of is a summary of what happens. I mean, it's more specific in the book. So, yeah, so the so he wasn't he didn't necessarily feel a lack of Christ. He just felt a lack of something. Of anything. He just felt like and he was surprised by Christ. That, that Christ filled that void and yeah. that was and that for him was and he didn't have any context per se for that cuz he was a Jew. Right. So he wasn't like expecting Christ. I don't remember if he had at this point any exposure to Christ or yeah. to, to Christianity or anything. I don't remember. Maybe that, just done it. Yeah, which is perfect for, sure. for anybody listening to this. They can go read it and find out. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not a total spoiler. Yes. Um, but uh, yeah, but they, his like family sent him to rabbis, and I think they sent him to Israel, if I'm not yeah. mistaken. Citation needed. Yep. Um, and to like trying to like get him back I think they just sent him to rabbis and things like that to convince him yeah. to not or whatever um, but he ended up he's a priest he's an orthodox priest now right um, but yeah that, that that he prayed to God to reveal himself and and somehow Christ is what appeared to yeah him, you know yeah which is which is uh, which is a really interesting phenomenon a real spiritual phenomenon that happened yeah. to him Right. But I think from that and from other like phenomena that we can read about in Scripture, for example, the Apostle Paul, right? Mm -hmm. It's a great example mm -hmm. of oh that, my goodness. right? Yeah. Apostle Paul, and, and by the way, little plug for Exephnis, the, the term that I'm studying, yeah. that's used in the um, account uh -huh. of St. Paul's conversion on the road to Damascus. Very that cool. He's riding on the road towards Damascus to persecute Christians, Christians right? And then Exephnis... He's knocked off his horse, and he receives this revelation of, of uh, Christ, yeah, um, wow. of God, uh, who's who's asking him why is he persecuting him, and yeah. Uh, so so yeah, I mean it's 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 a real element, and I think from these different phenomena, um, we can sort of extrapolate a certain theological truth, um, yeah. which is what theology all, is all about anyway. It's like you take experiences and you extrapolate truth you found it yeah nice and um so yeah so what is that truth i think i mean I, if i would be so bold as to 
posit or to just kind of drop this bomb on the table, which is that I don't think that faith is faith unless it's surprising. In other words, I don't think our I don't think we can be Christians and not be continuously surprised yeah. by God. Yeah. Because I think God is by nature surprising. Yeah. And Christ is by nature surprising. And and it and it doesn't have to be something so profound. No. As a, um, of course as a, as a road to Damascus. Road to Damascus right. where he was knocked off his horse and blind and God right. rendered him blind and right. you know that was kind of his for anybody who didn't know, you know, just saying. Yeah. Um, it doesn't have to be anything as dramatic as that. I mean, it could be simply just, uh, just a divine liturgy. Sure. Where you feel, um, I don't know, something touches you, and that's right. a surprise. Sort yeah. Of war. But I would, I would argue, I would argue that, and I know what you mean by saying that it doesn't need to be as, as, as profound in the sense that when well, we when be. we read that account, when we read that account, yeah, it makes it look like a big experience right like saint paul is riding his horse and it's like this crazy revelation right but but it's it's a feeble description of an incredibly deep and profound spiritual experience right and i would argue that those small moments of surprising transformation or revelation even within a simple divine liturgy while they may be seemingly small seemingly or 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 they may be sort of like yeah a little bit scaled down sure. compared to those things they're comprised of the same content sure right yeah. it's the same thing and source and source yeah right it's just a mic perhaps you could say a micro version but even with the St Paul experience yeah there that was comprised of moments right right and yes maybe there was a a, a sense of like we heard a like, voice, right? Yeah, he heard a voice. <laughs> it was, you know, there was like this blinding light, right? right? So it was a little bit more distilled um, in, in, on one level. Um, maybe his receptivity somehow was more ready based on his zeal, even though he was a zealous persecutor of, of Christians, right? We still, I mean, he, we know that he was zealous, right? Mm-hmm. And, he, and he, was, yeah. he was not doing it sort of out of any sense of hypocrisy. He was totally sort of focused on his task and his mis- and his mission as mm-hmm. as misguided as, as it was. Right. Um, so yeah, I think there's something interesting about examine, examining those individual seemingly you know yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. Uh, seemingly uh, insignificant moments. Yeah, sure. No, no. And like when you really zoom in on the moment, it's bigger than it it's bigger than 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 you think and, yeah uh, since the source is so huge since the, right exactly <laughs> the source is like uh uncomprehensible yeah you know completely incomprehensible. incomprehensible it's just that we get such a such a quick flicker sure you know of of what's behind the curtain you could say <laughs> sure. you know sure um that it's like oh yeah we just passed by it but really what happened maybe it's that we're not focused on the right sort of region of our self the right region of our consciousness we're so absorbed in our minds and in our flesh and in our you know in our kind of like material materiality or in our intellectuality or whatever that 
the the meeting point, the 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 road, to right Damascus. to Damascus, right, is is somewhere else. Yeah. And and so this profound experience that we're having that we're having in liturgy, right? Yeah. Is just as almost maybe almost just as profound as how what the apostle Paul had, but it's more peripheral. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense, mm-hmm. right? Because our focus is here, and like I'm pointing in one direction here physically, <laughs> and the experience is down here in yeah. some other. He's pointing part. at another. Area. Right. The experience itself is just as. Yeah, impressive, yeah. right? Right, right, right. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but it's um, it's in the periphery of my consciousness. You could could it say. be also argued it, it's given what you need? Yeah, I don't need right. to be blinded and uh, yes, I think, <laughs> thrown off a I think that's a big or, part of it. Yeah, you know, and uh, God gives us what we need when we need sure. it. Sure. Yeah. You could. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we don't need a huge. Yeah, we, we don't, don't need, need a huge, huge thing. Um, we need these insignificant things. There's something humbling too about that right that what i need is just a flicker not a well let me let me throw this one instance at you and just within this context because i think it's interesting because i i do wonder if it has to do with how open a person is to an experience Mm -hmm. maybe Mm -hmm. just throw it out there so um we have a children's video coming out Mm -hmm. well it's for 10 and up i guess yeah you know it's not for little kids um, about Saint Paisios as a child. Wonderful. And um, although it's it's about one of the more <laughs> difficult uh, aspects of 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 reality, mm-hmm. because it, it's about a young man. Well, so Saint Paisios was he was ve- he was kind of odd mm-hmm. as a child. Right. Very quiet um, and very monastic, mm-hmm. even as a child. Yeah. He liked to pray. He liked to stay up at night at vigils. And right. He he read. Spiritual books is a little, yep. you know, I don't know, I don't know how sure. old he was, a little yeah. kid, a little kid, yeah, and um, and so you know he, kids would kind of poke fun at him a little bit, and his brother would would hide away his books, and yeah. uh, his I think his mother was worried about his health because he fasted. Yep. Anyway, and um, one day this this older kid comes and this guy was a college student i guess and was learning about Mar- you know about uh, darwin the darwin yeah. but but just in general just sort of i guess yeah darwin yeah. but not just the theory of right. of, of, of but athe- yeah of more atheism of an, and... yeah more of an atheistic worldview right. maybe deistic maybe even, yeah. um where he basically challenges him and says well christ was not a good man it was just a good man and not god right that's a big, yeah. you know, big, big statement. Big statement, especially to a little kid. To a little kid who's very innocent and and faithful at the same time. Right. Yeah. So this horrified little Arsenios because mm-hmm. he was that was his name. Right. He wasn't Paisios yet. Right. Um, and and he went and he, I think you know the story, mm-hmm. but for anybody who doesn't know, yeah. no, it's, it's, <laughs> um, he it's runs to the chapel to a chapel. Uh, Chapel of Saint Barbara, and uh, and he's there all night. He's praying all night, and then um, he nothing happens. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he feels nothing. Right. There's no revelation. He's sort of exhausted. By he's him. exhausted. Um, and 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 uh, and you know, he says he kind of simply and humbly says, "Well, you know, even if he's not God." Mm-hmm. Basically, 
I still love him, and he deserves. And even if he was just a good man, right. he still deserves the love, and whatever right. you know, and all that. Yep. And then suddenly, Christ, Christ appears to him, right, and says to him, "I am the." I forgot the yeah. exact. I am the light. Revealing himself as as God. Reveal himself as God. Right. And from then on, Saint, this per this this person continued and right. and is is uh, was was a. Saint doesn't do justice. You yeah. know, the word saint doesn't do justice to what he was a phenomenon yeah. in a sense. Right. You know? So yeah. Well, and maybe if I if I may just interject oh, for a moment. That's not interjecting. It's one. I want you to answer it. No, no. <laughs> I, I don't have an answer, but one. one well, my, one, my yeah. What I mean is, I I, I brought it up. Yeah. Just surprise. That doesn't happen to right. me or to you right. or to too many people. Absolutely. <laughs> but why did it happen to him? Maybe you don't have an answer to that specifically. Well, no, not. I mean, well, one one thing that emerged when when I was listening to you recount that that interesting story is that is that God knew and knows, you know, though he doesn't control St. Paisius's life because sure. of no, no, no. his free will, he, he does know the course of his life. Okay. Yeah. And, and I think there is something to be said for the knowledge of the faithfulness mm-hmm. of St. Paisios in a certain sense and kind of like knowing what sort of person he was and would be and would be that God chose to reveal himself in that manner mm-hmm. based on the fact that he knew that St. Paisios was a very faithful person. Yeah. Again, and, it's actually the same thing as I was saying what everybody needs. Right, because because I think there is a there is a there's a sense that, you know, for many of us, I would say for myself for sure, um you know, if, if we were to receive such a revelation, right, then we would also be receiving uh, a, um, uh, what's the word, a, an equivalent um, expectation mm. for our lives. Mm. And I think for many of us, we couldn't, we can't handle that level of, yeah. of lifestyle right. that such a revelation entails. You yeah, know, like like to to have seen Christ as God, right? How then? What do I do? Yeah, what what <laughs> what can you possibly do after that? And most of us, we would we would go back to our materiality, and such a fall, you know, from from a vision of Christ back to our material state would be pretty traumatic, I think, to go from from that height. Back to my kind of fickle sort of, or or to add to that, yeah, or um, pride, right, could enter you. Sure, I saw Christ. Hey yep. guys, exactly, right. Yeah, you know, how cool am I? Right, like, exactly. I actually saw Christ. And exactly, he knew that this person would not, right, or at least would have a very good fighting chance of not. Sure, I, he did know. He did right. know. We yes. know free will. Right, we're not taking that out of right. the. Out of the uh, yes. <laughs> but he did know. Yeah, he knew. He knew yeah. that he wouldn't. He did. He did know that. But um, yeah. yeah. So so that that, you know. Yeah. It, yeah. 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 That's a surprise, though. I mean, I'm sure he didn't expect to see Christ. No. No. If he did expect to see Christ, then Christ probably wouldn't. Have <laughs> <laughs> right. That's the. Right. That's usually how it goes. Yeah. I've also heard stories. Of, of monks I'm not Athos when Christ did appear they won't look at him interesting they wouldn't look at him they would just look away I'm not worried I don't want to see you uh-huh, uh-huh. of course that could be 
multiple things, humility, but also maybe it's not Christ. Right, sure. Who knows? But um, yeah. anyway, I just wanted to throw that in there. Yeah. But um, so I guess I guess the I guess the 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 beauty of surprise, and you know, when you told me us do one on surprise, mm-hmm. uh, every time I think you tell me, I'm just like, you know what? <laughs> what, what can we possibly talk about? No. I know this will work out. <laughs> I say to myself, but that's that's very. I have no idea what we're going to talk about. Well, it, so far so so far so good. So good. So I, I would just assume that'll right. work out, right? Yeah. But um, yeah, yeah, you know, I yeah. but um, but it's actually a, pro- a prominent yeah. part of the human mm-hmm. experience with, uh, in in, a, in the in relation to to God. He surprises us. He, yeah. He's not, and it, and it's not just then. It's also with Elijah, you know, in the story of Elijah. Plug, yeah. it's our channel. I can plug it. <laughs> um, our video on Prophet Elijah. Please check it out if you haven't. Um, but well, well worth the uh, the viewing. Mm. I like watching it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you know, Elijah. I think he was surprised set many times. Right. And not, and not only that, but like. Not only was he surprised, but it wasn't it, none of it's magic. So, so he goes up to to pray for 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 rain. God right. told him, "Go do it. I'll 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 send rain down when you do this." Right, right. It the thing happens. The fire comes down, burns the whole burnt offering. Yep. And then he has to pray like seven times for rain to come down. Yep. I think that's a surprise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's surprising that it takes seven times. And then when it was time, God allowed it. Right. So he's not, I guess, I guess it shows that God is living mm-hmm. and that he really, he picks his time to mm-hmm. do something. Exactly. It's on his time. Right. So God, so God is a God of surprises. Yeah. It's just that the surprises, because they are surprises, don't come in the way we expect. Right. And in the time when we expect and um yeah i mean it's you know why is why is god a god of surprises because i think god's reality god who god is is constantly constantly exceeds who we are and who and what we and the way that we exist and the way that we think and constantly you know goes outside of that the bounds of that yeah and we can never grasp sort of who God is and, yeah. and when what he's all about. And because of that inability to grasp God, you know, we're yeah. always being surprised. And I mean, it, it, on one level, you could say that that is, that is agonizing because it's <laughs> like, you know, you know, if, if, if my happiness in life boils down to what I can control, mm. you know, which I think for many of us, we struggle with that. It's like, you know, I I need to feel some sense of control or stability mm. in my life, and if I don't, then I'm very unhappy. Because, yeah, because I need predictability, right? Like, um, you know, we're fickle. Yeah, because we? we want predictability, but we but like we to be surprised. Right, exactly. <laughs> we want we want surprise as long as it's within our framework of control. You know, it's like as long as generally speaking, we know where things are going. It's like we like a little peppering of surprise, right? But I think what um, God offers us is actually the opposite in many ways. It's like, like 
no, try, abandon yourself completely to an uncreated God, yeah. right? In other words, you, a creature, yep. are called to abandon yourself completely and surrender yourself completely to a God who is not a creature, mm-hmm. who's not limited, who's mm-hmm. not um, bound by any form of anything, mm. right? And that's a fearsome thing to to surrender myself into the handless hands yeah. <laughs> of of God. Yeah. You know? So so we are going to be entering into, right, the realm of capital S surprise. Right. Right? Where nothing is is what we think it is. Nothing mm. is what we expect it to be. Nothing is any nothing has anything to do with what we know basically in our limited created state and and throughout history humans have called it luck they've called it fortune yep yep <laughs> yep we've given it all sorts of different names right. as, as as you know misfortune yeah i wasn't fortunate enough right you know yeah i think in many ways we could we could say that su- surprise is is um is sort of surprises good surprises but yeah, surprises, I think the nature of surprises is good. I, I would go so far as to say that. But anyway, surprises are maybe always, maybe most or most of the time, are cracks in the, in the wall between our created reality and, and God's reality. And it's little moments of God's reality poking through mm-hmm. um, into our reality and um, you know I, I and 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 it's the and it's little sort of slivers of 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 uh, awareness of God's reality which if we were to enter into that fully we'd be in many ways in a beautiful way but in many ways totally disoriented and I, and as I said before you know we oftentimes we want control with a little bit of surprise sprinkled on, <laughs> but what God's offering is surprise. Yeah. With a maybe with a facade of control. I don't know. You know, like sprinkled on. So it's like you know, it's a, it's a total paradigm shift. Yeah. Um, and and it takes a complete surrender of all expectations and all scenarios and you know all desires and everything. Um, to come to this sense of who God is in a very different way than who we are. Um, right. Well, I, I want to go back to Elijah just yeah. for a minute. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, you know, I think another surprise came when, Eli- see, at this point in the, in the, in the history of humanity, the, you know, this is before the incarnation, right? Right. So before the word came... Flesh. Flesh. Surprise. Surprise. That's the biggest surprise of all. Well, Word becoming flesh. One of the biggest surprises of all, but we'll get to that later. Yeah. We're jumping ahead. Let's jump back. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, um, so Elijah, he, after he, after he has the experience on Mount, Mar- Mount Carmel with mm-hmm. where he fire comes down and burns, burns the whole burnt offering and mm-hmm. water, water, um, or rain starts, uh, Something else happens, and uh, then um, he flees uh, in fear for because they're trying to kill him. Mm-hmm. 
and he goes to Mount Sinai, which is pretty far away. If anybody looks at a map where Sinai is and where Israel is to mm -hmm. walk, mm -hmm. <laughs> it's pretty far. I've, I've, I've actually done the I've done the journey through with a, with a bus. You know, it takes some time, but it's yeah. can't even imagine walking it and right. the heat and the sun and any, every, all that. Anyway, yeah. he goes there, and 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 suddenly God asks him, "What are you doing here, Elijah?" <laughs> and uh, and uh, and he kind of complains. Mm -hmm. oh, it's all good. Old Testament, <laughs> right? Well, Jonah, anyway, right? Uh, he kind of complains and he says, "You know, I, you know, here I am. I'm the only one left." Right. He thinks he's the only one left, and uh, who believes in the true God? And, yeah. And then, um, and, uh, and 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 then God says, "Go outside," because he's in a cave, and he go outside, and uh, I'm gonna come by. Mm -hmm. Right. He goes outside, and suddenly, I don't remember the order. No, right. I do remember the order. I made the video. <laughs> um, a gust of wind, right. a powerful wind, yep. starts blowing through, you know, strong enough to shake the mountain. Right. And then, and then, and then, but God wasn't in it. Right. He wasn't there. Right. And then, or at least he couldn't feel God yeah. in it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, fire explodes, and, you know... But God wasn't in that. Right. And then a little breeze. Is that right? Yeah. Still a small voice. Right. A, yeah. Just a small. Still small voice right. and a breeze yep. comes by. I think we've even mentioned this in another video. Uh, we may have. Podcast. Yeah. I don't remember. But I think that surprise yeah. is what is like the surprises yeah. we get. The small ones. Yes. Yep. And I think that's fascinating because that's God kind of... He's kind of showing himself in all his capacities. Yeah. You know. Yep. He can do all these things. All his potential. All his potential right. revelations. Es or and his, especially as the human mind would conceive right. of the almighty God revealing himself. It would be in a mighty wind or it would right. be in fire or something like that. Right. Um, Instead, and, it's in a... Right. Oh. And this is pre... As, as you said, it's, it's pre-incarnate, right? Pre-incarnate. Which is, which is yeah, kind of a powerful... A powerful prefiguration of the sort of Messiah we would receive, right? Right? Ah, would, would he be the Messiah that comes and conquers? The hey, Romans? that's that's not even in our video. That's good. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we can, we're building on things one step at a time. It might be at the end. I don't remember. There but uh, yeah. <laughs> that's great. That's yeah. brilliant. Yeah, I'm actually well, that's it's, it's very God. exciting. Actually, it's well, it's God. God is brilliant. All of it's amazing. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, the, I mean, in relatively speaking, the Messiah that we received was the still small the voice. The still small voice. Right. Historically speaking, as far as, you know, yeah, what what the Messiah could have been or sure. could have done. Right. Could have done. The, the Messiah that we got was so, quote unquote, insignificant. Quote, yeah. You know, so just like. Slipped in. I don't even. Yeah, he's not even in like history books yeah. outside the apostles, really. Right. You know, and Josephus. Right. Or Josephus yeah. mentions him. True. Yeah, but he just he just slips into history. Right. Slips out. Yeah. Right. Only three years of his ministry are known. <laughs> right. Right. Of of his thirty three years on this earth. Right. Um, the rest is just totally hidden. Yeah. Except for that one little blip when when we hear about him as a young. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Right. Well, as a. As a twelve-year-old, oh, you know, oh, oh right, 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 yeah, yeah. So it's like we barely know anything about this guy, 
you know, and what we do know, and look you at know, the shock waves. Yeah, the shock waves, <laughs> how he's hated, you know, like, um, you know, yeah. I mean, his his whole existence on Earth is fleeting. Is fleeting yeah. and just like, uh, you know, just like yeah. a, a, a breath, you know, just like. That's so good. Yeah, and uh, and yet, yeah. I mean, that little thing is breath just revolutionized everything. everything. You know, I mean, even. Even someone who doesn't believe that Jesus is God has to admit that he had a, 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 an impact on the there, course of history. There's no doubt that um, just from the perspectives of philanthropy, right? And I mean, I mean, um, the first, ho- I mean, uh, right? First hospitals, yep. first organized hospitals, yeah. Uh, yeah. caring for orphans. Uh, elderly people, yep. widows, whatever you have, yeah. were social services were by were by the early church fathers. Right. Well, the yeah, yeah. Basil the Great, yep. you know, organized the first hospitals right. in Constantinople, and and actually um, that after that was at as time went by was a government. Right. Uh, later, as Christianity continued to permeate through the Roman Empire. Yep. Um, it, it became part of, like they, there was positions in the government for these philanthropic. Yep. Uh, the orfanotrophos right. was the was the one who take to, was in, in charge of the orphanages, for right. instance. Um, even on that humanistic, basic humanitarian level, right? You can't argue. Yep. Yep. So yeah. So I mean that you know that yeah the influence the influence of such a still small voice yeah. Yeah. of Christ right is amazing is amazing. So here's a very practical question. Let's do it. Um, and maybe this will maybe this will kind of wrap us up. I don't know where sure. we're at time-wise, but so practically <laughs> speaking, right? You know, those of us who have lived in the church for any number of years, or really just any human being that's kind of, you know, grown and matured to their adult years, I think wrestles with the um, struggle of like boredom and tedium and like you know um the sense of like oh yeah i know yeah so you read the bible you you know kind of you read the old familiar stories and and you know it's like you can have this experience at least momentary or maybe for an extended period of time that like nothing surprises me anymore Mm. you know it's like i read the incarnation story and it's like oh that's cute you know something (laughs) like that no i'm serious no no i'm I'm laughing yeah because it's okay yeah it's it's you know it's a nice story but it's like my ears, it's almost impossible for my, for my ears to not just kind of like turn off and to kind of like, yeah, I mean, you know. I think it's been. I'm, it's, I'm like this, this, this ground that's just been, yeah. you know, uh, planted and, and harvested yeah. so many times. Right. Plowed. You know, plowed yeah, and yeah, everything. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like I have no more sort of fertility for yeah, surprise. Uh, they, isn't it that you can't plow? Too much, right? Or too you have to, you have frequently to or something like rotate, that. Rotate, yeah, uh, you have to rotate, yeah. yeah. Plots of ground, right, right, or it so. gets right. worn out or something. Right, yeah, it's I'm not going to be. I'm not a farmer, but yeah, <laughs> right. So it's like for us, I mean, it's like, yeah, you know, what is that phenomenon of kind of? Like, and the older you get, the probably probably the harder that. In some, yeah, I think. I mean, harder, you know, the more yeah used to the world you right get used to mundane yeah. sort of. So, so I, I mean, I, I think in many ways we have to we have to come to terms with the fact that that Christianity and our faith and Christ and God 
are by nature surprising. Mm. And if we are not experiencing God as a surprise, mm-hmm. if we're not experiencing Christ as a surprise, if we're not experiencing reading Scripture as a surprise, right, then something's not where it should be, right? right? And that's not to say that it's, you know, a horrible thing. We have to freak out or anything like that. It's just to say that that's, you know, that's yeah. what we're coming to I terms with. I remember listening to lectures about, um, you know, by, uh, well, it's by uh, Metropolitan Athanasius of Limassol. Yeah. And he talked about, like, monastics that go through the same thing. Oh, yeah. You know, it's like, they go to the, the drive. At first, at first, it's very exciting. Right. They go to all the services. Everything They're, is a surprise. Oh, everything's a surprise. It's so exciting. It's right. so exciting. And as they keep going, it's like it suddenly starts to slow down. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and then they start to wonder, oh, no. Nothing is exciting. Oh, no, it's not exciting anymore. Right. <laughs> and, and then, but and then of people course, start to annoy them. And, well, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but uh, the advice was. Sure. Well, of course, as you said. They're very realistically, then things can start to annoy them if they right. don't do it the right way. They yep. can become, yeah. Anyway, they can become, everything sort of, yeah, 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 yeah. But the advice is to just push through that, uh-huh. continue with fervor, sure, and you will continue, and then it will, it will sort of, it will, ra- you know, it'll ramp back up, ramp back up again yeah. at some point, yeah. in in different ways and yep. maybe in surprising ways, yeah, um, yeah. Well, it's almost as so though... it's true for everybody. It's not just for lay people, but also for those who, oh, are, yeah. who are immersed in right. constant prayer. The professionals. The professionals, pray. if you may. Yep. <laughs> Although they don't get paid for it. But right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, even for them. So don't think just because right. we live in the world. Right. Oh, we're, you know... It's because we live in the world. It's because that, we live in the right. world that, you know... No, it's everybody. Yeah. It's yeah. every human. Yeah. We go to a monastery to visit, and, yeah. it's, and it's filled with surprises. But sure. the people that are living in the monastery... Right. Are actually dealing with a very a intense struggle as far as that could be concerned. Sure. So yeah, I mean, I think, and I think, part of this struggle is that mm-hmm. the the um, the feeling of dryness is a surprise to us, right? We don't we don't expect we expect it to be exciting, 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 and just to continue being exciting. Yeah. So we have to we have to I think we have to come to terms with the the surprise that feels very unwelcomed right the seemingly negative seemingly negative surprise of not feeling any surprises <laughs> right yeah um because that's a surprise yeah right it is. we don't expect that yeah we don't expect when you're you yeah. know the 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 enthusiasm that we experience to taper off because in many ways in our minds yeah. that tapering off and that kind of um, that ramping down, right, means either that that our enthusiasm was misguided mm-hmm. and our initial, like our, our um, devotion to this enterprise mm-hmm. is misguided and right. that maybe, you know, God doesn't even exist or, you know, like, you know, just that things are not the way that we thought they were, yeah. right? So it kind of shakes us in that sense. Or that we're doing something wrong, right. you know. So it's like it it, it generates these very um, disorienting thoughts about ourselves or reality in general, 
And um, I think that starts. I'm sorry. Yeah, I think yeah. that starts as a child. When you're little, uh-huh. everything's exciting. Right. Remote, yeah. I mean, so we most expect part, it you know. Be... And and so as you become like ten, yeah. <laughs> when you get to the like, age of ten, eleven, yeah, starts everything starts becoming right. Oh, it's right. like summers. I, I think about summers cool. a lot. You know, yeah. as as a child, summers right. are just they just feel like. From from most children, well, I think especially they're just, since you grew up up north, where you know, it's cold. Right, and exactly. Summer is such a yeah. it's a beautiful and and you just think of like you know summers. You go and you play with your friends, and sure. you're, it's just like this extended, just like everything is a surprise, yeah. right? Everything is is a is a. And there's another element to all of this too. Uh, oh, Father George, um, wonderful priest here in Marietta, mm-hmm. he uh, he once told me. That I, I forget, I'm just gonna misquote him completely, but he just kept saying, he not kept saying, he said to me how my generation uh, is constantly looking for entertainment mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and something to in, in, entertain and mm-hmm. maybe surprise. Yep. And and I think he was reflecting on his own experience from right. a different world yep. in Greece, yep. man's ninety, I think. Right. Um, where they learned kind of like a more I don't know. Yeah, a less s- stimulating right. everyday expectation. Right. They weren't expecting every day to be stimulating, and, yep. and so for us, for me, oh, where's the new TV show right. or the new episode? And then that lull, I feel mm-hmm. this boredom. And, mm-hmm. Oh, I hate. No, right. I don't like. Oh, I'm bored. Yep. And then I get that 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 stimulation again. Yep. And then it subsides again. So it's it's kind of a fun. It's it, it. I think it's always been in the human existence. Yeah. This yeah. is a more secular, of course, um, component to all this. Sure. It's still relevant. Absolutely. Um. So I think that's interesting, and I think we need to keep that in mind as we go through our lives. I know I do yep. regularly, and yeah. I suffer from it every day. Yeah. <laughs> you know that I I'm constantly looking for something to entertain me to stimulate me. Right. Yeah. When really, really, I need to take in life. As it comes, right, and just the moment, yep, and 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 I'm preaching to, no, it's yeah, yeah, you know, I'm like, I'm I'm saying things that I should be, <laughs> yeah, you know, doing. Well, it's it's, it's almost um, like I mean, what what I hear and what you're saying yeah. and, and what we're talking about is the 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 necess the necessity of contentment. Yeah, you know, like well, we were raised with video games, we were right. raised with TV shows that came out weekly, right. all this stuff. Yep, lots of lights. Still a lot of stimulation. A lot of stimulation. Father George grew up in a village in Greece. Right. You know, there was no TV. There probably wasn't even electricity. Yeah. There, there was none of that constant stimulation. Yeah. So then he doesn't feel that restlessness. That restlessness when there, it's not there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He still watches TV, but mm-hmm. if it's not there, he knows how to cope with it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Coping with the absence of, of stimulation. Of yeah, surprise. entertainment. Of entertainment. surprise. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean that's really what it comes down to. I mean, I think I think whether or not you grew up in an environment that was sure. super stimulating, on a more ultimate level, all human beings struggle with and have to learn how to cope with absolutely the lack of absolutely surprise. Right? I just thought I would throw no, it no. Out I think it's, it's a good, it's a very good. Uh, it just it, it hit me when he said it yeah. because it was it was an interesting perspective from yeah. a person that lived in a, a different world than I yeah. did, and and you know I'm. You know, I'm much younger than he is. I yeah. think he told me I have sixty. He has sixty-five years on me or something. Like nice. That, you know, just to put it, you know, in the context. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I think what it comes down to is that 
we just have to come to terms with the fact that God's completely different than we are. Right. You know, and that, um, and we have to sort of surrender ourselves to that otherness yeah. of God, you know, and, and, uh, and, you know, continually come back to the sense that, that not to not hold our expectations with such a tight grasp, yeah. you know, and to kind of just let, let life wash over us right. and, and, right. and, uh, you know, be able to kind of roll with the punches and, mm. and, you know, um, navigate life in the sense of, uh, of not being too, not letting our feathers get too ruffled by things that we think don't fit into our, our kind of paradigm for how things ought to go. And, yeah. um, and I think the, the more flexible we can become yeah. um, in that, the more kind of limber and, and sort of subtle and supple and spontaneous that we, we can become in the midst of all that, uh, the more, I think, open we become to receiving God's presence in a real way. Yeah. And um, rather than sort of, trying to force God into our... There's that too. You know. Trying to force it right. as well. Yep. You know, um, you know, we, you know. anybody who knows about the, the prayer rope and Jesus' prayer, it's good to do it. Mm-hmm. Do it. Nobody said, you know, but there is this concept of, not concept, but there is this reality of like, don't force it. Yeah. If you're not there right, right now, you know. Yep. It'll come when it's time. Yeah. Because the Jesus' prayer is not a... Is not like a incantation um, or, right. or it's, it's, magical right. Where it's just like if you say fifty Jesus prayers, right. then God will come. It really like, is a you're having a dialogue. Right. <laughs> you're, you're speaking to somebody. Yep. yep. It's just like you and I speaking right now. Yeah. And I could choose to just not respond. You can walk to right out the door. Right. Because I'm <laughs> please don't. I'm I'm uh, I'm a free agent. So, so you could be talking to me, and I could choose to interrupt you. I yeah, could choose. To, we have done several times. Yes, I just did it. You just did it, and I could choose to. <laughs> To just stop talking to you and uh, ignore you, you know. You could, and you don't know why I'm doing that. <laughs> I mean, you you may assume right. you may assume that I'm doing that because I'm rude, right? Because I don't like you. Yeah, same thing we do with. But maybe I'm maybe I'm just trying to teach you a lesson, <laughs> <laughs> right? Maybe I'm trying to ignore you to make you a stronger person. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> maybe I'm trying to interrupt you because you don't have anything good to say. <laughs> Oh boy. And that concludes. <laughs> we all know now how Father Michael feels about me. Oh no, Scotty. I, I feel quite the opposite. Um, but you're, I you're think. You're a good man. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> um, and you are too. I, oh, thanks. Let's not. Uh, like, I don't want the people listening thinking that, no, you said it. Oh my God, he didn't say it back. Yeah, people say what they say. Um, but I think that. I think it was a wonderful topic. Yeah, which we called surprise, mm-hmm. and uh, it's throughout. We had we, you know, in a way, we didn't even scratch the surface of the. I'm sure we didn't scratch even the surface of the, the examples of surprise, right? In just the the gospels or no. in, the, in the in the in the scriptures no. of surprise, right? Yep. There's so 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 yeah. so many. Jesus and, works in ways that almost always surprise even his very own disciples 
Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, like they, they're always questioning why he did that. Shouldn't Con- you have done it this way? <laughs> you know, we're confused. You're talking to a Samaritan woman. Right. And you're talking to a tax collector. Yeah. He's going, you're going to his house. You're breaking the Sabbath you're law. You're breaking the Sabbath law. You're you know, doing all these things that are very surprising. Very surprising. Yep. Within their kind of right, particular their view. Yep. But, and yet, you know, not only was he doing, well, not only was he sort of maintaining the essence of the law, which he himself revealed as, as God, right? Yeah, he, yeah, he made it. He made it. <laughs> um, but he was, uh, yeah, he was bringing, he was inviting them into this reality that goes beyond the mind, right? Which expects certain things that goes beyond the, 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 the senses, Mm-hmm. Which sort of anticipate certain certain things based on past experience or whatever, right. um, and uh, you know, and yet is and he surprises everybody. Yeah, if you think about it, I mean, he surprised Pontius Pilate, who had yeah. nothing to do. With right, it. <laughs> he's just a bystander. You yeah. know, he just happened to be the governor of Judea at the right. time. You know, yeah, you know, yeah. He said to him, uh, "What is uh, what was it?" Christ was talking about something he mentioned truth and you probably remember better than I do. Oh yeah, what is truth? Yeah, and Pontius right. is like, what is truth? Yeah. And just like he that in and of itself, I think for Pilate was like, whoa, right. what are you talking, what is truth? Yeah, yeah. You know, that's surprising for him. Yeah. What a deep conversation they're having and it's supposed to be like a jury judge. Right, <laughs> you know? right. And here they are, they're having like a existential, yeah. <laughs> philosophical, theological. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, he surprised his disciples by being crucified. I think he surprised everybody. Everybody, by yeah. Being crucified. But I mean, he, he warned them over and over and over. Right. And it that just goes to show you, right? If you if your mind is set on a particular trajectory, if your mind is set has a certain expectation of how things are going to go, and it doesn't matter how many times life, God, somebody tells you it's going to go this way, <laughs> right? You're just going to keep listening to what you think is the way, right? Mm -hmm. And even the disciples, right? Jesus told them over and over and over and over again, the Son of Man came, right, to be spit upon, to be mocked, to be ridiculed, to be crucified, and then he'll rise from the dead. And over and over and over again... They just didn't get it all the way up until the moment when it happened, when they were still confused. Do you as know to, why? I mean, does the you know what, 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 why? 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 If you kept telling me every single day, yeah. Well, something. no. I mean, I, I think I think it's because it was a generational expectation, right? right? The, I mean, I'm not an expert, but the well, Jews. I see what you're saying. So yeah, the were, Jews yeah. had this ingrained sense mm-hmm. of who the Messiah was going to be. Yeah. Right. And, and up until the up until the very think? end, because we're looking at this story retrospectively, yes, right. We know the end of the story. We know that Jesus rose from the dead, right? Imagine you were a disciple, right, who had no sense of resurrection, right? Resurrection was not an expectation, mm. at least in the loud prophetic sense, right? In the yeah, they in the had overt, a concept of it being right. There were there were prefiguration, quiet, quiet prefigurations of it, yeah. right? But that's the thing is that it was the still small voice, yeah. right? But the, 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 the more kind of like in your face expectation based on prophecies and based on, on kind of um, teachings, Jewish teaching was, um, was that this Messiah was going to come and was going to save them from, liberate them from whatever liberate oppressor, them from their they earthly have. oppressor, right? Yeah. 
And so the fact that Jesus would say that he was going to be mocked and ridiculed and persecuted and, and beaten and ultimately killed, that just, I mean, there's no way. I mean, even, even if, if like, no, no matter how many times he said that to them, yeah. there just wouldn't be any way that they could hear that. Yeah, I got it, yeah. Because they, because yeah. they believed that he was the Messiah. Right. Right? <laughs> they believed that he was the Savior. Their so, very belief. Was... Which, which, which is, was true, right? And yeah. thank God they believed that. Right. And yet their belief needed to be crucified. Yeah. Their belief in, its, in and of itself needed to die because even their belief was human, mm. right? And, and in, in its death, you know, it was raised. So, I mean, with surprise all also in, includes crucifixion. Mm. It, it inclu- you, cannot, you cannot cultivate an ethos of surprise. You cannot live a life of surprise if you're not willing to be crucified. If you're not willing to have your expectations crucified, if you're not willing to have your set sense of things, ego, ego, pride, right? And that's all wrapped up in expectations, right? Mm -hmm. It's like, I know how things are going to go. If you're not willing to have all that crucified and, and, and dying on the cross, you know, with Christ, then there's no way that the surprise of the resurrection, right? That the resurrectional surprise can enter into your life. You know, because otherwise it's still part of my own created <laughs> existence. And my, yeah, my perspective, my human uh, perspective, right. my human, my own yep. conception. It's my own thing. Yeah, that I am creating. But yep. Mm. So I think we should. Uh, yeah. I think it's thank a, God for surprises. And yeah. And it doesn't make make them easy. It doesn't make it easy no. for us to be able to, to to kind of to have that approach to life. But you know, you know, thank God for surprises. And you know, I think it all boils down to surprises in many ways. Because without surprises, um, you know, we'd just be stuck in our own sort of closed loop. Yeah. You know, and uh, God breaks us out of that loop and introduces us to a whole nother reality but it takes a crucifixion and with that I think <laughs> and with crucifixion uh, yep. <laughs> and with that we will conclude uh, this episode of An Imperfect Podcast thank you for listening and, thank, you for having uh, me. thank you for having me yep. we're both hosts <laughs> <laughs> co-hosts have to thank each other Co-host. for uh, <laughs> having each other on the show. Um, That was wonderful. It was. It was. Thank you all for listening.